What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? Not even 24 hours into NBA free agency, and already more than $3 billion in player contracts have been handed out. And perhaps the biggest fish in the pond, Kawhi Leonard, has not yet joined the party. You gotta love it. Unless, of course, you are a New York Knicks fan like me. Not only did the Knicks whiff on Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, but they saw both players sign with their intracity rivals, the Brooklyn Nets. Say it ain't so, man. But look, I don't have any time to cry in my milk. I have an interview to do with our man L-Dub about all the moves that have been made and those likely to come. So, I'm going to press on. But pray for a brother as I hit play on another edition of Sports 360. I'm on the phone with my man L-Dub sitting here on July 1st, not even 24 hours into NBA free agency. And L-Dub, I'm already tired, man. How you doing, man? All these deals flying back and forth. How are you hanging in there? Man, it was happening so quick. I got a little dizzy there, but I, I, I came out all right, man. I think it's uh, I think it's probably settling down a little bit more now than all the big names a lot of the big names are already gone so now they can sit back and kind of see where they are each team and then just try to put the needy parts there yeah i mean things moved very very quickly and obviously there were a lot of rumors heading into last night's free agency which was six o'clock right it was a different time this year which i thought was really good um but man you're talking about some real changes in the NBA. And I believe, Dub, if we're going to be talking about this, we have to start in Brooklyn, where, (laughs) you know, by far, man, the Nets were the winners in the NBA uh, free agency sweepstakes so far. I say so far because Kawhi Leonard is still out there. But, um, you know, the Nets, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan, also part of the mix as well. Um, And if we're going to talk about the Nets being the big winners, then the other New York team, my team, unfortunately, the New York Knicks ended up being the big losers. But let me get your thoughts, man, on on the Nets and, and what they did and how they pulled it off. What do you think about all that, Doug? Hey, that it went down like like it was orchestra, man. It was it was almost like they knew the concert was going to be there. They already had rehearsed for it, and it just went in when Kyrie left Boston to go there. Then you heard KD was about to go there, and then they definitely you know knew that they were going to need another part, even though they have a young kid from Texas there. 
you know, clogging up the middle, they uh, shared some money to go get DeAndre, you know, DeAndre Jordan, man, to come there, another big guy. So they already made themselves contender. Even though Durant won't be playing this year probably, just the adrenaline of, alone of knowing where the Nets finish this year with the added pieces, I think it'll carry over. And I personally know Sean Marks, the GM, you know, from Australia, used to be with the Spurs. Uh, I mean, the guy is, is, you know, he thinks the game of basketball. He's one of the few seven-footers that I ever saw, you know, and met that really just thought the game. Even when he was playing, he was thinking like a coach. You know, most big guys think the game, but they don't think like the coach. You know, that's the point guard's job. But Sean Marks actually – you know, talking to him, we used to have conversation, and you know, you talk as if though he was a point guard. Uh, so, I think he, you know, he really showed his uh, his knowledge of the game by trying to put some of these people together. And hey, I think they're going to be here for a long time, man. You know, they're going to be a team to reckon with. Yeah, and let me tell you something. I I don't really want to be hearing all that so much because I'm a Knicks <laughs> fan, you know, and so <laughs> I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be truthful, man. And it's hard because I've been a Knicks fan for a long time. I mean, I was a kid when I listened on the radio, man, when Willis Reed came out the tunnel in game seven. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I remember listening to that game. And, you know, I remember the finger roll, Patrick Ewing, when he finger rolled and and missed a point-blank layup against the Pacers and the Knicks got bounced out of the playoffs. I mean, it's it's been one heartbreak after another after another with the Knicks, and now they lose out to the the Nets on two of the bigger free agent players this year after planning, right? The Knicks planned for this free agency. They were ready right. for it. You know, they told it. They traded Kristaps Porzingis in order to, you know, get, you know, enough space for two max players. So they did all these things. And at some point, they oh, we're going to get Zion, KD, and Kyrie. 0 for 3. So, so that that leads me to ask you a question. Then, if they did plan for it and was planning on spending that money, how all of a sudden did Dolan come up saying he wasn't ready to spend that much money, give uh, KD a max deal when everybody else was trying to give him a max deal? You know, that's like asking me how do some people see Bigfoot? You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's some things I can't explain, Dub. You know what I mean? Like, I can't explain why some people claim they seem Bigfoot. You know what I mean? And I can't explain Dolan. I, I, I cannot explain why, you know, everyone knows KD has the ruptured Achilles. Got it. Um, but the other three teams, right, the, the, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Nets, the Knicks, right, but the other three were willing to go all in on a max deal for KD, right. right? Except the Knicks. And here are the Knicks, probably of those four teams in the worst position competitively, right? Not only, you know, last year, but in in the in the recent years. And they're the ones who are going to talk about, well, we're kind of concerned about his 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 Achilles when the other teams are going all in to me, if you're in a competition, if you're going to lose out on KD, you go out 
shooting your best. You 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 put it all out there. And if he decides to go to the nets or whatever else, at least you know you did everything you could. But you're not going to put all and and we're talking about the Knicks, Dub. They print right. money, man. They've been having right. sellouts at Madison Square Garden, even though they've been one of the worst teams in the league. Right. And they're going to say that they're not going to take a risk on Kevin Durant because he's in. Listen, an injured Kevin Durant, a hobbling Kevin Durant, is head and shoulders better than anybody on the Knicks roster. Well, first of all, the reason that he, you know, Dolan or anyone in the front office couldn't use that, uh, that, that, uh, excuse wouldn't hold water. First of all, you've never seen uh, R.J. Barrett play a minute in the NBA. You, you know, but you 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 willing to give everything to him and you know a couple of other people that you've signed over a year. That's what it's, you're paying for potential. We we know what KD offers. You know, on a nightly basis for the last eight years or so that he's been in the league, uh, ten years actually that he's been in the league. You know what he's bringing every night. You know, he's bringing fire. So you, you're going to spend your money, spend it on something that's well, you know, worth spending it on. That's a proven player as opposed to, you know, you, you, you're spending all this money on somebody that hadn't played one minute in the NBA. Not that he won't do good, but I'm saying you couldn't use that argument that we don't know what KD might do. Well, no one does, but we know if he's anywhere close to KD, he's better than you know, 95% of the NBA. So right. He's worth it. Right. And the other thing, Doug, is you have a team right in your own backyard who, you know, the reports were prior to free agency opening up, Kyrie was going there, right? So you know they're getting Kyrie. The Nets were a better team than the Knicks last year. They're now getting one of the preeminent point guards in the game. Okay. To me, that puts more pressure on the Knicks to try to land KD. Correct. And you don't put your best foot forward, and now the team in your backyard not only signs Kyrie but KD as well. I'm telling you, it could not have worked out worse for the Knicks. And unfortunately, I can say this to you, to Dub, that as a Knicks fan, as much as it hurts, is not surprising that somehow the Knicks would find a way in this summer where they set everything up for two max players and made all the moves and everything else and the promises that they would come up empty. Now you, you and Stephen A didn't get together and talk about this because y'all saying similar to me, the exact same thing. I mean, he's saying the same thing. He didn't want to talk to Max because Max kept talking about the Nets. And, uh, you know, kind of hurt his feelings. You know, he was, he was telling me, you know, I've been a Knicks fan for so many years that, you know, he, he you know, so basically y'all are saying the same things, man. And, uh, like I said, my condolences goes up, goes out to both of you guys, you know, for losing the team. But, uh, hey, man, they brought it on themselves, man. No, it's no question. No Money question. Was there. Yeah. And you know what, too? And we can move on from from my woe be gone Knicks. But interesting thing about Stephen A. Stephen A. and I both grew up in Hollis, Queens. I don't know Stephen A. Um, Stephen A. is a little bit younger than me. Um, right. So we, you know, 
didn't run in the same circles, apparently. You know what I mean? Because when you're a teenager, man, there's a big difference between being 14 and somebody being nine. You know what I mean? You get to be a man. Five years is not that big of a deal. But at that time, it's a big deal. So I never I never met Stephen A., I'm sure if I did, if he had any anywhere near the mouth he has now, I would have heard him back then. <laughs> <All right. laughs> or, or if he had the game, one of the yeah. That's, that's what I say about it. Even that, no one ever heard of you, man. I mean, come on, man, quit talking to people like like you was the superstar. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, maybe that's the reason that we see this the same, you know, both from Hollis Queens, both longtime Knicks fans. But it's tough, man. But enough of that. But congratulations to the Nets. But here's the other thing. And you know this better than anybody, Dub. You've played, you've coached, you've done a lot of things in this game. You still have to play the games. You don't win because of who you have on paper. You still have to play the game. So Congratulations to the Nets, but games still need to be played, and we'll see how it works out. Chem- chemistry is going to be a big word used throughout this whole process right here. When everyone, when you get any uh, analyst on TV and someone's going to talk to him, if he's honest, he's going to say it all depends on the chemistry because you got all these moving parts that are coming in. Yeah, you got may have a better player, but does he fit for your team? And it kind of leads me to what, we were talking about with Jimmy Butler a long a while back, talking about, you know, what he did in Minnesota. My thing is, okay, let's just show you how two-faced people are. They believe in second chances. But here's the guy that made a mistake in Minnesota or whatever happened in Minnesota. Not to say it's his mistake, but they, they deemed it it was his mistake for getting on the young kids. And, I mean, they won't let that title go. I mean, I thought Jimmy fit in real well with Philly and I really thought if Jimmy really wanted to win, he'd have stayed at Philly and he would have got paid also at Philly. But I mean, like you say, this is supposed to be a a democratic society where people get to make choices. And if that man chooses to go to Miami as opposed to staying in Philly, you know, cold weather, nice weather, whatever his reasonings are, you know, I don't think he has to carry that baggage of what he did in Minnesota, you know, by all these people that are talking about him. Uh, You know, why why can't he just make a decision, go there, and and let's see? I mean, like I said, the game's got to be played anyway, so let's see. But uh, I think losing D-Wade and you getting a Jimmy Butler, another Marquette guy, and they basically, you know, playing the same roles at the end of of D-Wade's career, you know, can be Jimmy playing about the same you know, so I, I think it's a perfect fit. And I, I know the guy works, and that's one thing I know personally because he plays pickup ball here in Houston in the summertime at a little University of St. Thomas. I mean, he's in there faithfully get going at it. I mean, he's going. So that, that kind of, you know, I, I still kind of feel bad about all this. In the good of all this free agency, you still got people still got to put their little salt on, on this young man you know, whom I think is a, is a great person. You yeah. know, and that's all you can ask him to be is a hard basketball player on the court and a good person off the court. Whether or not you agree with his tactic of motivating his teammates or not, I mean, if you're not in the locker room, you know, you can't say one way or another whether he is or isn't, you know. Right. And, you know, for me, I think 
whatever happened in, in Minnesota is yesterday's news. And if anybody wants to bring that up, that's, I mean, that's on them. I don't think Jimmy Butler's concerned about that right now. And, you know, it's going to be interesting. I mean, because he goes to Miami in a sign and trade. But let's talk about the Sixers, though, because right? he was on the Sixers. And you said, you know, you thought he might have stayed there if he wanted to win. Um, the Sixers made some interesting moves, right? They re-signed Tobias yes, Harris. Um, they lost J.J. Redick, though, right? He mm-hmm. goes to the Pelicans, right? And and then, um, but they the Sixers did sign Al Horford. So let's talk about the players that they did get or keep. They kept Tobias Harris. They got Al Horford. What are your thoughts about what the Sixers did? Hey, I, I think it's a great move because now, like I said, I, I think it puts uh, Embiid on the block more, short corner and on the block. It won't have to play out, outside so much, you know, taking a big out. With, with Al Horford playing his natural position at the four, stretch four, I, I think it's really going to open it up. Uh, but you said something very interesting. They lost a key part. I mean, J.J. Reddick, it took him a long time to become an NBA, you know, player that he became. It took him six years to really figure out how to get his shot off, when to get his shot off, and stuff like that. But when this guy did figure it out, he was one of the best at it. I mean, I'm, the release is quick, and, and he's instant offense. Just when he steps on the floor, he automatically – holds the attention of, of his defender and sometimes two defenders, you know, are, are, are constantly thinking about him. Without that, and a guy can just play off his man and help out, it's going to make it a little harder for them to score if they don't sign another shooter. I mean, I mean, not just somebody like Tobias who shoots the ball. I mean, a pure shooter. And it's not really a lot of pure shooters out here, which is why I was asking why they gave up Carson Edwards. That would have been a perfect fit for a young guy coming in, you know, doing the role of, of J.J. Reddick. But they trade him off to Boston. So that's going to be interesting just seeing the chemistry unless Ben Simmons really works on his jumper. And, and it doesn't have to be more than a 15-foot jumper. If he really works on his jumper this year, that'll solve all the woes they would ever think they would have. But this guy, if he can't hit the 15-foot jumper, he's going to cause problems again with defense just shrinking in. So those are the two things they're going to have to address. A shooter, you know, someone who can just knock down a shooter or Ben Simmons totally just becoming a better shooter all around because the added pieces with uh, Al Harford really helps their lineup. And, they, you know, they have threes that they can put in the game, you know, like the kid from Houston that, that went up and played this year for them. Uh, you know, they, they can always find a three small forward or, you know, a, a, another forward that can just come in and be a person who entertains in high energy. But to find a score like like uh, J.J. Redick is going to be hard. Yeah. And look, I mean, if Ben Simmons does not work on the jump shot, something's wrong. And look, he's a young man and. You know, everyone in the league knows, you know, that he needs to work on his jumper and he just needs to work on it. He may not come back next next year, you know, being, you know, like you said, all he has to do is hit that 15 footer. He doesn't have to try to be Reggie Miller or J.J. Reddick. Right. That's not what they need from him, but he needs to work on it. Um, But, you know, 
we, you know, we'll we'll see what 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 happens there. But you know, they signed Horford. The Sixers did, and so let's turn to Boston because Boston loses Horford. They lose Kyrie, but they also uh, picked up Kemba Walker, right? Um, and what do you think about Kemba in Boston? Well, like I said, that, that trade that they made to get the kid uh, uh, Carson Edwards, and then they shipped off uh, Rozier, I, I think that was a wise move because you got a guy like Kemba. You and I talked about this earlier in our, all of our podcasts about some guys are just naturally their leaders and they're, they're great people. Kemba just, I mean, the little that I do know about him, I've been to North Carolina a couple of times and I met him at the all-star game. Just seems to be that person. He's a leader, natural leader. He, he, he leads by example. He don't talk a lot. He's not going to belittle anyone. He's going to always try to keep him up, but he's a fighter and, and the kid can play. So him being around a person like a Carson Edwards, I, I think that's going to help the front line a lot. As far as the inside, that kid from Texas A&M, uh, Robert Williams will finally get to play. And that's all this kid needs to do is get opportunities on the floor. The kid is an unbelievable athlete. You're talking about a shot blocker. You're talking about a kid that can get to the rim, got a nice little, you know, 15-foot shot. And then still needs to work on it a little bit more but runs the court a big, you know, he's got to get a little stronger. But, hey, you know, like I said, this this moving around isn't over with yet. I'm quite sure they're going to find a few more pieces. If I know Danny Ainge, he will find a few more pieces, but they have the nucleus, you know, to start with right now. And you got all those other pieces in uh, what you got the kid. Uh, what's, what's your forward, the kid from Duke? Uh, that plays for them. Oh, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. You know, you got pieces to work with him and the kid that plays at Cal. And I mean, you 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 got the pieces. It's just like say you need that leader that that I, we don't think Kyrie was at Boston. I'm not saying he's not a leader. He just wasn't at Boston. Uh, Kim was. I think is gonna gonna help these guys tremendously. Yeah, I agree with that, Dub. I mean, I, I, I still think Boston is one of the more intriguing teams in the league because of their youth and their talent. Um, I still think Brad Stevens is a good coach. Um, yeah. I just think the Kyrie-Boston marriage just did not work, and sometimes that happens. And, you know, Kyrie has moved on, and now Kemba is there, and we'll see what happens. But they certainly do have – they still have a very, very talented and a – in a young nucleus. So I still think they're one of the more promising teams out there. Um, but what about the Bucks, man? Another promising team, a team that, you know, I think we both picked to go to the NBA finals. Um, Toronto uh, obviously went to the finals and won the championship. Um, but, you know, the Bucks did keep Chris Middleton. Um, they brought back, uh, Brook Lopez, um, and as you said earlier, when we were offline, they also signed Robin Lopez, but they did lose, you know, Brogdon, right? Where in a sign and trade, so some good and some not so good for the Bucks. But when you look at at, at Milwaukee, how do you think they fared? Uh, 
they're going to go as far as Hill and Bledsoe take them because everybody else is, is the same. You know, G, you know what the Greek freak's going to bring. You know what Milton's going to bring. You know what Lopez's going to bring. You know what the bench players are going to bring. They're just going to have to find out which one of these two kids, Hill or Bledsoe, that is going to leave. And I think, and I'm thinking, if, if Hill isn't a, upset with them trading him, you know, well, waving him and, you know, with the intentions of not bringing him back. And then all of a sudden they make this deal and they got to bring him back. If he can get over that part. And, uh, I, I, I think, you know, he's, he's a headed veteran that can make things work because you don't need really a guy that's shooting the ball at the point, you know, a score, a flashy guy. You just need a smart guy that knows what's going on during the game and who to get the ball to what, what situations this game works, what situations are not working. And I think Hill is that kind of point guard. If Bledsoe is having one of those games, you can move him to the two where he can shoot a little bit, even though Milton, you know, can slide to the three. Two and the three is the same position in the NBA. I don't even know why they, you know, beef about who's the two, who's the three. You know, it's it's the same position, just on different sides of the floor. We, we're running a different play for you. So if Bledsoe is having one of those games where he's he's hot, you know, and he's things are going his way, then you put him in. But as soon as you find out it's not, you, you, you turn the team over to Hill, George Hill, and let him do his thing. I mean, uh, I see the Bucks being right back where they were this year. And notice we've been on the East. You know, you've been in the East. That just tells you right now, two years ago, we wouldn't even been top two or three years ago. Well, I'll just say three. We wouldn't even been talking about the East right now because we already knew whoever was going to win was coming from the West. But that shows you now a little bit more of the parity, especially in the East. And and these guys can play. So we just yeah. talked about four teams in the East with the Nets, and, you know, the Celtics, the Knicks, and the Bucks. Well, the 76ers and the Bucks. We did mention the Knicks, but they're not in the mix. So you don't I, have I really to don't rub want it to in. You don't have to rub it in. I know. I was just gonna tell you. I really don't want you to think I'm hopping because you know what? The team, I, the team that I'm here living in, the city, Houston. Hey, they're in worse shape than you. They're in tall mall and they're in worse shape than the Knicks. At least the Knicks did get somebody. Man, we're still talking about trading everybody off, and hopefully James Harden and Chris Paul can can coexist without fighting on the court. You know, yeah, so. I mean, you at some point, man, that that might be worthy of a show by itself because I don't know <laughs> what happened there, but all of a sudden, all this stuff started coming out. <laughs> like, where did hey, this man. come from? You remember what I told you earlier? I said when you when you winning, everybody sweep everything under the rug. As soon as something bad go down, you start losing. They'll take a fan and raise that dust up and let it go everywhere, man. And that's what's happening now. They they lost. And when you lose, you know, people don't handle it too well. And now all the dust is, is flying everywhere with that big fan blowing it everywhere for everybody to hear it and see it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go out west because I think there are a couple of interesting things out there, even though most of the moves, as we've been talking about, you know, the major moves. I mean, there's been other moves, right? Harrison Barnes re-ups with the Kings, right? That was a pretty big deal. Christophs Porzingis re-ups with Dallas uh, on a max deal. Um, and, there, and there were others, but certainly, you know, Kyrie and, and, and KD, Chris Middleton, those guys were really looked upon as being some of the major prizes here. But 
And we're going to talk about Kawhi. We haven't gotten to him yet. But if we go out west, let's start with the Warriors, right? Because, you know, ding dong, the witch is dead because the the dynasty's <laughs> over. It's done, right? I mean, they lost Durant. Clay, they re-up with, with Clay. He signs a max deal, but he's out for next season. Um, you know, they have a trade for Iguodala. Um, they did pick up D'Angelo Russell, but as you said to me a few minutes before we got on the air, you know, there's rumors already that they're going to move Russell if, you know, it once that transaction is complete and they get him. Um, the Warriors, man, I mean, look, I know they're the champions, but talent wins in, in this league, and they've they'll be without some real talent next year and some key players. So what do you think about the Warriors and where they stand? Well, don't think KD, I mean, even in the back of his mind, come on, man, we, we all got to know now that he moved and he said, you know, he didn't feel appreciated. In the back of his mind, he's saying, now let's see about the big three, which was always before he got there was Clay, uh, Curry, and Draymond. Uh, still, with that nucleus intact, I know, uh, again, Clay, Clay may not be ready, you know, at the beginning of the season or, or may not be ready at all next season, period. You know, we don't know how his surgery goes. We wish him well, though. Uh, if those three are on the floor, they always got a chance. That's all I can tell you because you're talking about some scoring and a, and a scrapper. You know, a guy who changes the scheme of the game, whether it be harassing you on defense, rebounding, or, or, you know, Draymond can score some games. So he does whatever it takes. But losing Iguodala and Durant, oh, man, that was, to me, that that, that was a big, it goes back to what we talked about earlier, how, you know, a big percentage of the whole scheme one. You know, you needed him every time you needed defense with Ikadala. And then when we really needed offense, we know we could go to Durant because he never had a, you know, a, a matchup that was cohesive for him. You know, he, he could all, he was always a match, a mismatch problem. So that's going to be hard to feel knowing, you know, what we've known, what we saw this playoff when Steph had to come through and, you know, they put so much pressure on him. He couldn't, you know, double team, triple team and make him take bad shots. You know, that's, it's going to be hard. And to do that, to know you got to do that the whole season, not just, you know, once we made the playoffs and Kevin got hurt, but I got to do this the whole season. I don't know. That, that'd that be a little tough on anybody, especially, a, you know, six one, six two guard, you know, get playing 82 games, you know, that that's going to be taxing. Yeah, but I agree with that. They're the they're the warriors, like you say. But you know, they're the runner ups. So until somebody, you know, other than the champions beat him, you know, they they're the second best team in the NBA until they get you know beat. Well, they already got beat, as you said, and and yeah. you know we haven't talked about it, but the Raptors, congratulations to them, um, in winning the championship. But the let's just really be. The Warriors are not going to be the the favorites in the West. Uh, I just don't see it. Now, there's still some pieces, and there's still look. Free agency is not over. There's going to be some moves, but you know, um, look. I think you know we we need to talk about a team that hasn't made a move really in free agency, but 
had made a really, really big move, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers picking up Anthony Davis. So let's talk about that. That's not free agency, but certainly that was a major move that I think, you know, has some real ramifications in the West and throughout the NBA. What do you think about the Lakers? Well, I was, you know, I was going to save for the end. I was, you know, I was going to talk about the, the East, you know, who I see, you know, the, you know, the top four or five teams. And, and also I was going to talk about the West. Now, you asked me how, what I think about the Lakers. If the Lakers get, well, they already got three. And I don't know why people still think they need the big three. Kuzma played better than most veterans last year. I mean, Kuzma is pretty consistent. He, he doesn't need a lot of touches. You know, he, he, he does the things that he needs to do. He knocked down probably more shots than anybody LeBron kicked it out to. And and in crunch times, he knocked down big shots that, that other guys wasn't knocking down. So with LeBron, Kuzma, and Anthony Davis alone, already they got a great, you know, that's a great assembly of uh, talent, you know, in order to win. But their question is going to be who they bring in as their point uh, and uh, they will have to bring somebody, and they, you know, whether it be Rondo coming back, I know I would. I would start off with Rondo, but I'm under the thought that they're going to try to play the same system that LeBron played at Cleveland, where he handled the ball most of the time. And I don't think that'd be a good idea with LeBron being the age he is now. You know, if he's done that when he was, you know, 28, 29, you know, something like that. You know, it would have been, been better, but, but at the age he is now, it's kind of hard to, you know, try to make him do that cold game. Uh, so they, they definitely got to get a point guard. But I see them coming out the West just as well as anybody else, uh, you know, coming out, speaking of that. So I, I think the Lakers have a great chance of – and if they luck up miraculously and get Kawhi Leonard, it's, it's a wrap. Well, let's talk about Kawhi, because as much as the attention has been on KD and Kyrie going to Brooklyn, um, you know, at the end of the season, at the end of the championship finals, I mean, everyone talking about Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the NBA, right? Um, So... Where do you see him going? Like, what's his market right now? Where, I mean, who are the potentials? The uh, the Clippers and the Lakers? Anyone else part of the mix, you think? I mean, obviously, Toronto could re-sign him. Right, right. Um, so is, is that what we're looking at? That is well, three potential landing spots for him? Well, for him, you know, Kwai's, I got to say, other than Dennis Rodman, you, no one ever knowing what Dennis Rodman was going to do, whether it be positive or negative or strange. Kawhi is the next enigma, you know, as far as understanding in the NBA. He's a great player. I take it he's a great play, person. Uh, don't know him directly, but the, the guy, you know, he never says anything. So you can't understand or, or think for a person who's not telling you what, you know, what they want. So, it depends on if he just wants to be paid according to what he's worth, then he'll stay in Toronto because he's already got two championships. He's been the MVP twice. You know, he'll stay in Toronto and try to try to work, you know, on getting the 
getting his uh, third uh, title there. They would have almost, other than, what should I say, other than Philadelphia, they would probably have the unique uh, camaraderie of playing with some of the same people if he stayed there, because I think if he stayed there, Danny Green would stay there. And they basically have the same team again. Gasol is already committed. You know, and the rest of the guys are there. And and actually, they would be preseason, the forerunners, because, again, like we did with the Warriors, because they won the championship until they get beat. They're the champions. And I think that's what they would do if he stayed. However, you know, if he's trying to win more championships and he wants to be closer to home and, you know, he's made some money and he said, yeah, I'm going to get some money, then he'll go to the Lakers. I know everybody's saying the Clippers, but, I mean, really, you go to the Clippers, he's dealing with the same thing it was starting out to be when he was with Toronto. Got some young guys he's working with, and he's working, and they're good, but you don't know what the result's going to be, and he's going to have to work his butt off to get him back there, and I don't think he can go back-to-back like he did this year. Again, we thought he couldn't even go, you know, four, playoff, four, four rounds in the playoffs the way he did, but to say he's going to do that a whole other season, I'd bet money on that, that it won't happen. You know, he'll, he'll be tore down because he carried, he, he basically carried Toronto across the finish line on his back. So I think if he wants to win championships, he goes to LA. If he wants the money, then he'll stay in Toronto. That's, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. And you know what's interesting, though, is what you said earlier uh, when speaking about Kawhi, and that is he's kind of an enigma, right? You don't really know what he's thinking. He doesn't say that much. And I think whatever decision Kawhi is going to make is going to be for a Kawhi reason. It's not going to be one of those logical kind of, you know, is it about money? Is it about best chance to win? He's going to make his decision Probably, and he won't tell anybody, so we we won't ever really know. But I think he'll make his decision on something that is just entirely personal to him because he just seems to me to be a guy who's not motivated by what a lot of other players are motivated by. And he certainly is not going to be swayed by people's opinion of him. Uh, and, and in some ways, my hat is off to him because it's very difficult to do that today, uh, you know, especially when you're a high-profile athlete like him. But, um, uh, you know, to me, that remains the most intriguing story in free agency in the NBA right now is where will Kawhi Leonard end up? Because, as you said, I mean, it seems to me if he ends up in Toronto, they become one of the favorites, right? As you you know, you like to say, until you beat the champion, they're the champion. If he goes to the Lakers, it seems to me they become odds-on favorites. Um, I don't know about if he goes to the Clippers, though. Um, but, you know, wherever he goes, I think he's going to make a real difference, obviously, because I think he is one of the best players in the game. So... We'll see how he goes. But let's go back to what you said, Doug. East and West. Who do you see as the top? Not five, because let's say eight make the playoffs on each. So who are the top four? Actually, it's funny you said not five, because the the fifth, I put five because 
you know, situational. Uh, like Toronto, I got them fifth if Kawhi doesn't sign with them in the East. They'll, they'll finish fifth. But the top in the East, I have, I have Philly. If Kawhi signs with Toronto, I got them, I got them second. If he signs, if he doesn't sign, they're fifth. I got the Bucks coming in after that, the Nets in Boston. That's in the East. Where's the Knicks? At home, where they watching the game with me and you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, July 1st, 2019, 402 Eastern. You said mm-hmm. the Knicks aren't going to make the playoffs. I will I will see you in April. Okay, now that's not what I said. You asked me to tell you my top five, but but I, I you said, said they'd be home. I know I said that to be joke. They'll be home by the time these here guys here. Are oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. You're yeah. changing up yeah, on no. me. Right. I, I mean, got look, you. man, Damon Dobson on that team, and that's that's a young man from here that I have personal ties with. And I wish, I wish for different reasons than you though that the that they do make the, the playoffs. I mean, because they have a good team. You just got to put some people around them. All they really need now is one, one, one big name player. They got, they got to get somebody that makes a difference. Yeah. Not they spent a, all that money. Yeah. They spent Man. all that money. I mean, you know, they went out there and they signed Todd Gibson and, you know, Julius Randall. I mean, I like Julius Randall, um, you know, a uh, nice player. Uh, but they got Julius Randle, Wayne Ellington, Reggie Bullock, um, yeah. Alfred Payton. Todd, Todd just, Gibson, and then they got Porters. Then they got Porters. Oh yeah, Clinton Porters. Yeah. So. But 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 like you said, you guys are forgetting. Everybody seems to be forgetting. It, it always starts off like this, but you got to January the tenth trade deadline, or January the seventh, or whatever. To, to make your team what it is, and believe me, the first half is not going to win. You know the play, the playoffs. Somebody's going to the second half and make their their run. So you still got trading that can take place after all of this, and that's what I'm saying. They're putting themselves in position to get a couple of good players that they could probably get rid of two or three of them. You know to get a good player. So you just got to yeah. find the chemistry. They they got some good chemistry with those young players that played last year. You know, if they could keep it going, but like I said, uh, it's, it's to be seen. You know, I can't speak of the unseen yet. We have to wait and see. Okay. So, so that's, what about that's the West, hard. though? Okay. In so, West, yeah, okay. Yeah. So let's just repeat that, though. Philly, Toronto, uh, Milwaukee. Wait, for the, the asterisk by Toronto, only yeah, if, Kawhi if they get Kawhi. Right. And then. Buck, net. In Boston. In Boston. Okay. And what about out west? Out west, I got the Lakers, it, you know, right now, Utah, Denver, Mavericks, and the Clippers. I, I, you know why OKC is not in my, my, my group? Because, again, I, I, I spent too many, too many times that I put expectation on OKC, but they always fizzle out. And I don't know if it's the coach. I don't know if it's – you know, players just get burnt out, but I mean, I, I don't know what it is. They they just let you down, and I'm you know, like you said, but I'm not gonna go 35, 40 years of letting somebody let me down. You know, give me once, 
You know, <laughs> shame on you. You give me twice, shame on me. After that, I mean, you know, so, hey, I, I, I didn't put them in. I think they'll finish. They cool with finishing sixth, seventh, and eighth, you know. And I didn't because Portland got rid of a lot. I was going to get to that. Portland got rid of a lot of pieces too now, you know, and, and again, I don't know if uh, Lynn is signing back, you know, he's still, he's still out there. I think they, they worked the deal, but I don't know if it's, it's done yet. For who? Lynn, the guy Lynn. On Portland? I think. Yeah, I think they, yeah, the, the tall guy, the center, you know, the young guy that came out was shooting the ball real well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, look, they, they'll get their big guy back. What's his name? The guy got hurt. No, Cantor, Cantor just. Uh, no, not Cantor. Fight. Not Cantor. The one Cantor replaced because he got hurt. Okay. Uh, and see, that's. Miracic or something like that or. I forget, but he had gotten hurt toward the end of the season. Okay, I know you're talking about the center that they had, but he's sitting aside. But but Veracic is the kid from uh, the Magic. He resigned with the Magic, but I know who you're talking about though. And again, that 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 goes right there. And me and you know everybody except we talking about Portland. All you gonna remember is is Dame and 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 uh, CJ. I mean the rest <laughs> rest of them. You don't know when they're gonna show up. They got rid of Alamine, you know. Yeah, Aminu. Yeah, he goes out. I mean, good for him. I mean, it's you know, I didn't particularly like him anyway, to be honest with you. So, but well, he 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 reminds me of, of favors for for Utah. You need him, but you don't know why you need him. But you need him. <laughs> 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 hey man. <laughs> Hey man, yeah. Favors just got paid too, so somebody knew they needed him. I mean, he just got got his deal. He, man, and Lillard got paid. Lillard got one ninety six. Um, oh. Jamal Murray got one seventy. So you know, you know, I, I I saw a report that I think it was last night, uh, or maybe it spilled over into today, but over three billion dollars in contracts. Right. That was, that was today. I saw it this morning. Man. Yep. It's all, it, it, in one day. That's a lot of money changing hands in one day. It sure is. But here's the thing. For anybody out there who says players get paid too much because look at all what these players are making, please understand they're being paid this money, which means that the clubs are making a whole lot more. So I don't want to hear it. These are extraordinarily talented players who are doing what very few people in the world can do. And they're generating tremendous amounts of revenue and they should get paid. Case closed. One of the, I think I just feel one of the best trades, uh, teams that made best trades were Utah, man. When they got Conley and got rid of uh, uh, the kid that they sent to Phoenix, uh, Rubio. Rubio, yeah. Right there changed the whole scheme. And I know Quinn Snyder, man. Quinn Snyder's an in-your-face, intense guy. He, 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 right now, just having uh, Mike Conley, 
you know, they're finna up their their scoring. And they were pretty high scores this year. I think they were like 115 points average. They're probably going to be averaging close to the 120 something with with Conley now because of the pace of the game. And I think it, you know, leading to those young guys that like to run and shoot you know, open shots. They'll get more open shots now. Mitchell will get more. You don't have to wait for the defense to get down and get into sets. With Conley pushing the ball and making great decisions, it, I think it's going to up their scoring probably about, you know, anywhere from eight to ten points more a game. And they were a force to be reckoned with last year with, with the big boy playing defense, Gobert, you know. So now that they've acquired that other, other kid from what's name, I can't even pronounce the name, but Donovich. Bogdanovich. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they got Ed Davis coming off the bench, who, who's again always a quiet assassin, you know, rebounding and scoring and, and playing defense, you know. So I think they, they actually had one of the best, uh, you know, free agency wins. Of a lot of a lot of teams, they didn't quite naturally beat the Nets. The Nets, but they beat a lot of teams with their free agency tra- yeah. trading and, and stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, Dub, we scratched the surface, but we talked about a lot here, um, and there's still quite a bit to go, at least with Kawhi, and it's going to be some other pieces. I mean, you got guys like Demarcus Cousins still out there, and you know some others, but. Um, a lot of activity, man, in less than 24 hours. And so uh, it's, you know, NBA continues to dominate the headlines even uh-huh. during the offseason um, so far. So, um, but listen, man, good catching up with you, man. Um, you too, man. We're going to be out in Vegas next week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're going to yes. see it from a different perspective then, man. Indoor yeah. facilities, man. You know, you get to be indoors up close, man. <laughs> That's you know? right. Man, and I'm telling you, baseball is about to take a hit if they don't change that netting policy, brother. Yeah. They don't change I mean, it. Man, with yeah. that little kid the other day, you know, the girl. Yeah. And, I mean, this is getting to be I, – I, like I was talking to my wife about it. I said, hey, I mean, at some point that, you know, I know you got on the back of the tickets, you know, you doing all this at your own risk and everything, but come on, man, all the money that they're paying people, that means the owners have money. You can put net all the way around, you know, the the infield, man, that this would stop. I mean, it's it's, it's not like somebody's asking you to do a $30 billion, you know, transformation. You know, every team could take, take ownership and do this thing with, you know, a couple of million dollars would take care of that. Yeah, and there's been a handful of teams so far that have said that's exactly what they're going to do. Um, and netting has been in place in Japan for years. You know what I right. mean? So it, it it can be done, and I believe it will be done. Um, and I, I would not be surprised if by next year all the teams in the major leagues have netting that extends all the way down from home plate to foul pole on both sides. So. Because you could imagine how the guy that did it, how he feels. I mean, it's got to be traumatizing. It's just like if you were in your car and you backed over a kid. I mean, you you be traumatized the rest of your life. I mean, so it's it's due. You know, the players deserve it. The the fans deserve it. You know, every kid, a person that's got hit by a ball deserve it. 
you know, I mean, because, look, you can't even find guys that are good enough to play third base, let alone, you know, a, a foul ball going off first. Who in the stand is going to catch it? And yeah. I just got my report. Enoch Ken did leave the Blazers, so he's gone. You know, yeah. so yeah, they don't have counter. That's done deal. Well, yeah. it will be done by the sixth. Yeah. We can't we can't say anything is done until July the sixth. Yeah. Well, um, as we as we sign off, I gotta just say this. I gotta tip, look at you, man, talking baseball. Scared of oh, you, man. Gone with that man. Gone with that man. I told you. Man of many talents. Who knew? Hey, hey, I'm man! On the back of the ticket and all that kind of stuff, man. I mean, this shooting <laughs> of the game. <laughs> I almost thought I, you almost thought I fit in on the meeting with the netting, huh? Yeah, yeah man. Look at this. Oh man, that's just common sense, brother. And if you've ever played any sport, you understand. Like you were just making that statement about if the owner could play, you know, could pay those guys. I mean, if they're getting paid that, that means the owners are making that money. That's Shaq told you that. Shaq said Shaq said he was rich. The owner is wealthy. Right, <laughs> he said, right. If he can pay me and everybody else, he's the one with the money. No I'm doubt. Just, I'm just a little old bitty guy with some money. He owns everything. Yeah. yeah. Right, but man. hey, great catching up, man! And yeah, same here. Man. To next week, man. Okay. Next week. Yeah, me too. So until then, man, uh, take care, and then we'll come back again as as uh, maybe after we come back from summer league, talk a little bit about the summer league and you know the latest developments in free agency. All right. All right. We'll do. All right, Thanks man. again. Okay. Enjoy-